You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. Hello all, welcome again to another episode of Hashtag Fully Booked Meets. You have myself Mace. Myself French. Self Andrew. And I'm delighted, not just because he's my brother from back in the day, but I know he's on big things. I'm delighted to welcome to uh, to the Hashtag Fully Booked Meets podcast, Mr. Daniel Bailey. Oh, welcome man, welcome. It's good to have Thank you. Thank you. Thank you man, it's good to be here. Yeah? Yeah man. So Daniel, one of the reasons that like I, I kind of harass the boys to have you down is because I know <laughs> you're doing a lot of, you're making a lot of noise in kind of the theatre production world. So I want to go over kind of your history, how you got into it and stuff like that. But if you just give us a quick introduction to what you do right now, what your kind of day consists of and what you're kind of, you're aiming to do at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'm a theatre director by trade, um, also a dramaturg which is a German word, which basically means someone who looks at scripts, edits them, and then kind of gives that feedback. And my day-to-day is different every single day. Literally, I've been in Birmingham today, back to London. I'm at the Bush Theatre tomorrow. I'm at the Hampstead Theatre the day after. So my days change day-to-day. But I direct plays mainly. Um, I do a lot of talent spotting and a lot of talent development. So uh, encouraging people to become writers, directors, theatre makers, you name it. Anything that kind of pushes people into the theatre world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm there. The plug. Excellent. Yeah. And what, what, I mean, we kind of grew up in similar backgrounds. So what kind of pushed you down that route? I mean, I only started getting into the theatre myself in my 20s, if I'm honest. And it was just like, I think it, it probably coincided with the kind of people who maybe I was working alongside who grew up slightly different to me. And it, op- it really opened up my mind and my eyes to like a different type of cinematic experience, if that makes sense. Yeah. So for you to be in this realm, working in this realm, what drove you down that way? I mean, is it, were you, were you an actor when you were younger, drama school, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a kind of like an urban myth that black people don't go to theatre. Mm. And um, as much as, some of it is partly true. The thing is, we are, I, I guess we are theatre. We we perform every day. So in every part of our lives, we perform. I think we are the biggest and the baddest performers, mm-hmm. you, you know, in music, in sports, entertainment. Anything you think about what we do, you are in public facing, we are performing. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think uh, we, we you know, in this country, we believe it to just be a kind of white middle class thing. Mm-hmm. And um Really, there was. I had a couple of teachers. I went Brentside, and um, I had a couple of teachers who saw that I was an entertainer, and that you know I'd be the joker of the room, and it kind of pushed me into to more performance style and giving me something to kind of channel that thing, that that that, that extra bit of um, I guess excitement or whatever. They they pushed me into that kind of realm of performance. So I performed quite a bit, but I didn't really understand that um, you know, young people could be directors. But that's what I really wanted to do. I wanted to create things. I wanted to make things. I wanted to give people platforms. And I thought the best way to do that would be by acting. So I went to college. I studied performing arts, which entailed everything. Like I wouldn't have said this back in the day, but I was dancing. I was singing. Even though I can't sing, I was like, (laughs) I was doing voice. 
I was doing, um, we had a teacher that used to get us down and do some military kind of drills, just so physically we were in shape and we had the endurance to, to kind of perform for a amount of time. So it was similar to sports and that. So I, I could see the kind of transferable things that I had. And so I did that for a while. And then I, um, uh, there was a point in time where I was like, do I go drama school? Or do I go uni? Mm-hmm. And um you might even remember this, but something happened around, you know, around the time when we was about 18, something kind of big happened. There's a lot of people that went to prison at the time, yeah. certain things. And I, and I hadn't applied for drama school and I hadn't gone for my auditions, but um, there was a university that I, that I attended. I went to like a summer school and they were like, yo, we want you back. Come, come back, do a three year course with us. It's a brand new course, but come and do it with us. Mm. So I went there, I went to Bruno and then, um, I studied there for three years and that kind of set me on the path to becoming a director. Excellent. Excellent. And how many, how many plays thus far have you directed? Wow. Gosh. I, can't, it, yeah. <laughs> um, ooh, I couldn't even tell you. I'd have, to, I'd have to reel them off and it'll probably yeah. get boring for all of you look to hear, sit here and listen to me reading off the different, uh, the, the amount of plays that I've directed. Or what you've even worked on. Yeah. So yeah. I've yeah. worked on, I've worked on several plays, man. More so worked on them than probably directed. I've, okay. I'm, I'm trying to limit the amount I direct actually, so I can direct maybe two or three shows a year and just make sure that the quality, but um, like, all right, put it in figures this year alone, I've directed, um, I will, I will direct by the, by the time October comes, five plays, okay. which is a lot of time. If you yeah. spend like four weeks in a rehearsal room, over 52 weeks, mm-hmm. and you spent four weeks times that by five, my maths ain't the greatest. 20. There you go. <laughs> so 20 weeks, half, half, of, half of my year I've been in rehearsal rooms. Mm-hmm. And that's not to mention the ones that I've just, you know, stepped in and kind of helped shape or give someone a shape or help people um, develop their own style of directing, whatever else but there's quite a few, mm. yeah. And, sorry, let's not sit the floor, it's not just a one-on-one conversation. <laughs> yeah. But So growing up, um, did you, obviously we're fully booked and we like to know what kind of, apart from other influences, maybe it's like, um, you know, other actors, maybe it's other people you've seen performing, maybe it's people around you. Aside from that, we like to know about other factors that might have influenced how your kind of career or how your, how your working life's gone. Um, are there any books growing up that kind of, that, that inspired you to want to go down that road, inspired you to know that you can get into this world. You said there's a common myth, which I'm sure mm. you grew up with in maybe your, your early teens, that only the middle class are kind of involved in the theatre. And that, that could have that could have plagued you basically and said, well, I can't, I can never be involved. Yeah. Was there any books that maybe helped to inspire you besides maybe your positive influence, like, I don't know, parents and friends? And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a book and it, it had nothing to do with drama. It okay. really had nothing to do with drama or the performing arts in any shape or form. It was um, a, a very obvious book that everybody's probably read here in this in this space. If you ain't read it, my god! But um, <laughs> the Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, yeah. like that was a, that was a massively influential book for me. Um, and I think purely because it just gave me the drive, it allowed me to kind of understand my own power, mm-hmm. my own truth, and um, it just pushed me to, un- to 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 kind of take the next step. And kind of journey into the unknown, just like the character does. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, Santiago, something Santiago. like that. Santiago. Santiago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Santiago. He kind of takes this journey, man. And once he once he gets on once he gets on the journey, he can't turn back. Mm. Which is the brilliance of it, it's because he because he's gone so far now, he actually cannot turn back. So every day is a new journey, is a new day. And um, I think that was the thing that kind of 
Yeah, just gave me the empowerment to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump on it, man. Do it. Do do something that no one else around you does. Yeah. How old were you when you read this book and who introduced you? Uh, Oh, God. I I don't know if I can tell you who introduced me, just in case my missus is listening. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, like that. No. It's political. Don't get no one in trouble No, actually, no. I'll I'll big her up still. Um, There was a... There's another actress who I was who I was working with at the time called um Alicia um Charmaine Price who had the book and she used to go on about it all the time and she introduced like a lot of us you know we get introduced to books by 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 the women that kind of guide us or that that are with us yeah. you know mums aunties sisters lovers whatever so um she she kind of introduced me to the book uh, in my really early twenties okay. and that was the thing that made me um kind of latch on and kind of discover my own power. Did you have a, a love for reading prior to reading The Alchemist? Yo, I hated reading, man. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I loved it when I was a kid. But um, as I got into school, I was really illiterate. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was at the, I was in bottom sets, man. Mm. So it became, a, it became a, a bit of a barrier to me, actually, reading. And um, I didn't, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand why, why I needed to do it. I didn't quite understand the power of books at the time. So, um, yeah, me and books weren't friends for a long time. Mm. And then as I got through college, I had a, I had a really good teacher called Zavrina Wilson, who used to put books on us and give us plays, which were much easier to read because I can understand that text. It was text that people would talk, people would speak. So dialogue, I was Conversation. like, yeah, mm. I understood that. I got everything out of the dialogue. I got everything out of the text. I didn't need to read like long didactic passages that would swirl around what the hell they wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. Or the character yeah. would just say what they wanted. Yeah, straight to the point. <laughs> straight to the point. Yeah, yeah. And, and like now when I encourage young people to read, I give them a play. Mm-hmm. 50, 60 pages. They can get into it. They get a story. They get the understanding of it. They take what they want from it. and um, But it encourages them to read. So that was the thing that got me into it. And I, it, like, that's like, I mean, it would be a cliche for me to say, yo, theatre saved my life. But it, it really did. It kind of, yeah, it really did. Mm. So from from reading plays and, um, you know, predominantly reading text, I um, I started reading books because you'd have to research. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you read a play about, I don't know, Egypt, or you read a play about Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, you know, you're reading... You're, you're reading, uh, I don't know, I'm just uh, reel off something like Ant Hills of the Savannah mm-hmm. or you're reading, you know, you're reading Chimilanga uh, and, and, and Gozi. Like you're reading one of those plays because you're trying to understand the, the, the I guess, the context. The yeah, 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 yeah. The background, the context of the play, mm-hmm. you know, who those people were. And you get that through books more so than anything else. Even, you know, more so than films because books allow you to get to delve in. I think with books, it allows you to be creative yourself. Yeah. I was going to ask you as well, like when reading, I guess, a book and a script, because I've never thought about reading a script. Mm. But now that you think about it, if I was to read a script, I would have those characters in my head whilst reading and I'd have a picture of how those same characters More would look. And I'll have a, a certain dialect of how they would look. So just doing that from reading a script is quite, I guess, um, creative in itself. And almost, yeah, I'm actually going to look into it. But um, it, is there any scripts where you can go or just buy a normal script and just read it just for the sake of reading it? Yeah, they, Do they have places like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I work at the Bush Theatre in Shepherd's Bush. We've got a script library. The the library. That's right my old by, library. Still. That's your old library. That's so that's so, library. We, so that library's turned into a theatre now. I just went there recently. Yo, well. bro, please. Yeah. If you've got, if you want to... 
like the library's open, just pick a book off the shelf. It's mostly plays by people of colour because yeah. that's how the that's how the Yeah, I went to run. see a black play as well. So just yeah. pick up a book and it's free. Yeah. Like, you know, it's yeah, open to real. the public. Yeah, yeah, of course. Remember, it's the library. So we had to mm. kind of keep that. that. We had essence. to keep the same essence that they had with the library of people coming in yeah. and engaging with books. Okay. You've got the same thing in the library. Mm. So you spend an hour and you've gone through a book. You've got the same story as you mm. would have got if you read The Alchemist, mm. which took mm. you five, six, seven hours, two, three, four days a week. That took me a day still. Yo, I, same. I had to do it in a day. That's <laughs> a day. What, I had to do it in a day. The book was serious. Yeah. I think I was traveling. I can't remember. I think I was traveling maybe South Africa. I can't, somewhere. I was traveling somewhere far. Yeah. By the end of that, that route, mm. I'd done the book. Yeah, I couldn't course. believe it. Proper. But yeah. Um, yeah, you can go online. You can go online. A lot of the plays that are out will be online and some of them are free. Like you'll get a, a really early draft of a play mm. online. So the, the resources, I mean, there's no excuse, but the resources are there. But if you don't know, you don't know, right? Yeah, you don't know. Because I wasn't aware of that at all. Because I actually went to Bush Theatre a few weeks ago. My mum mm-hmm. and brother, and we saw a play. It was a black... Strange Fruit. Play. Strange Fruit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. What was your involvement in that? So that was programmed before we got there. I got there in, in March, but... um. We've it was programmed from the from our kind of predecessors, um, so it, I didn't have much involvement, but we tried to help them um, shape the play a bit more. Mm. We gave our, our initial feedback, but um, it was yeah, it was the, the previous artist director. He was mm-hmm. there. He kind of programmed it. Okay, but yeah. Okay, cool. You can ask another question. No, I was going to ask my question. He, he answered it very well. He answered it very well. It was in regards to you saying that you didn't. So you said you're in the bottom sets, and then mm. you didn't actually have an interest in reading until a teacher, um, the teacher. No, you mentioned someone gave you the book. Yeah, but you got a script, and I was sitting there wondering. I'm not too sure if you mm. mentioned Mason that he was involved in education as well, or am I thinking about? I might be thinking about someone else. And I was just thinking, you may or may not. You may or may not have. But have you passed on maybe some of those? I want to say gems, if I'm honest, because there's a lot of people who like, probably are in your position where they're in bottom sets and they do have that creative um, gene in them. Yeah. And, and at some point, like the rest of us, mm. we may not have started reading at a very early age, but come 16 plus, we got heavily into reading. And I, I don't know, maybe it might be something that might inspire people to grab a book or grab a script, you know, and then get yeah. into reading a bit more sooner. Of course. Well, this is the reason why I'm here. Yeah, of course, of course. So of these course. gems, I ho- hopefully these gems will pass on to many and and, and loads of others. I've, I um I work with young people. I haven't stopped working with young people. I was a youth worker prior to being a director. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a youth worker in Labrick Grove. So um, I always try to encourage the young people to, to to write their own scripts because it's so much easier for a young person to want to read their own stuff out mm. or to want to pass their own stuff over because they're they you know they're with a community of young people who understand that. Mm. So, you know, writing lyrics is a form of script, mm. is a form of storytelling, is a form of um, literature. So, uh, you know, in everything that we do, I encourage people that I work with or people or young people that I encounter to um, to read. I'm going to a school um, which actually one of my friends went to when he had when he left when he went to go play for Arsenal to Himes Park, and um, at the time, it, you know, it was a predominantly white school. It's changed a little bit now over the time, but I'm going. I'm going there for Black History Month to talk to them about theatre and and again literature. Is that a school in Chingford? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I remember the stories you guys just told me about. <laughs> you yeah, were, yeah, you yeah, know, I, I never. You're getting chased out of Chingford, yeah, man, yeah. because we were too black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going. It's, fun it, memories, it's, but it's I'm going. It's full circle. Yeah. So I, I know. Um, 
uh, someone I used to be a youth worker with, she's now a teacher there and she's the one who's like actually coming. I'd love you to come and talk to some of our, um, some of our young people about mm. like your journey. So I'm going for Black History Month and it's like, I said to her, it's full circle. My little cousins go there now. Wow. Like my little cousins go there. Mm. And they, um, they talk to me often about, you know, the politics of the school, but they don't know it like how I knew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's good. It's good to go back and kind of, um, you know, hopefully learn, learn from them and also, you know, drop some gems or whatever. Mm-hmm. So as it, at the moment, I know obviously you do scripts and everything. How often do you read a, a fiction or a non-fiction book? Almost every month if I can fit it in. Okay. At the moment I've read, a, oh gosh, like this month has been the month of reading mm. August um, more predominantly. So I've, I've been, um, I, I read for many different companies. So I read about a hundred scripts over, you know, over a month. I've read about, yeah, roughly about a hundred scripts. But um, every so often I, I try and fit a little novel in or a self-help book. Mm-hmm. I, um, and um, I'm part of a book club called Love of Culture Book Club. And um, at the moment we're about to read Afropean. That's new, isn't it? Is that, yeah, 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 it's yeah, pretty yeah. new. It's got and, a few good reviews. Yeah, and the, um, the writer's coming in come and talk to us about about that book Dope. um i've just read safe which is by derek Owusu, uh which is another it, well it's safe it's all in titles about black men reclaiming space mm-hmm. it's an anthology of about 21 essays 22 essays okay. about black men's experience really mm-hmm. like well, the diversity the of black men yeah okay well in the uk in okay. the uk so it's much more specific much more pointed to our experiences, okay. but it's all across the UK. So yeah. you've got black men from Hull, you know, mm. having conversations. Yeah. You know. Is that very similar to the, I forget the name of the book that we just mentioned, the European one, um, Afropean? Yeah, I haven't I haven't started reading Afropean yet, but um, I, I feel like it's probably the same in, in regards to it being an okay. essay about black experience or, or, or a kind of mixed race experience, mixed race identity yeah. within the UK. So um, I look forward to seeing and, and to reading it and seeing how um, he responds to our questions and yeah, man, what comes out of that? Uh, do you write as well? Do you write plays? Yeah, I haven't written in a bit though. Okay. And I guess when like I've had a child and this is my greatest excuse. So I've got a little boy <laughs> and he's four years old and he demands a lot of time. Congrats. So thank you, brother. So my greatest excuse is that I don't have the capacity or the brain to write. But secretly, I am scrolling away. I've always got things, you know, ideas. Mm-hmm. I always write moments, you know, whatever comes into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's the beginning of a play. Sometimes it's it's um, the beginning of a book of some sort. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm always writing, in all honesty. But I also say to the public, ah, nah, I haven't written in about four years, man. This is going to sound like a bit of a silly question. Yeah, because um, nothing's ever I, silly. Because oh, what I was going to ask just bef- just before that was. I don't know, you might have answered it in some way, some way, shape or form, was how did you actually get into <coughs> directing, directing? Because obviously we spoke about you acting and having that creativity. Yeah. But what led you to actually thinking, you know what, I can see these pictures, et cetera, et cetera, or, or I can form this picture and that picture and then bring them together. Yeah. Well, I was as I said, I went into youth work. And the reason why I went into youth work is because I was chickening out. I was going to go straight into education. Mm-hmm. And and um, I was going to go into it. I always used to have this conversation with the people that that, that taught me. And this is probably why I was never um, encouraged to, to to kind of do work. Because I used to be like, 
you know, you've got a business teacher there. And I was like, how much, how, have you ever done business? I sell more Pokemon cards than you do. <laughs> like I make more money than you in school right now than you, than you do teaching me. Mm. So how are you teaching me about business when you ain't ever done it before? And I always used to have the attitude. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You've got school teachers, PE teachers that went straight from university into, into PE. Awesome, you know? man, yeah. yeah and, and like, how, how do you teach someone about the world as well as the profession without actually having done it? Mm -hmm. so my whole thing was like let me go to a youth club let me work there I ended up working in three years because I wanted to go back into education but I also wanted to work with young people who people would deem quote unquote you know hard to reach difficult etc yeah, etc et yo yeah, yeah. because they got the most creative creativity of course, of course and we speak the same language exactly you, you know what I'm saying you're relatable do you know what I'm saying? You come in with a new pair of crepes, mm. they know. Yeah. Straight <laughs> away. That's, that's, that's the jeans or whatever. It's like, oh, so it's got the, the true religion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the opening. <laughs> You've got a conversation straight off the back of that. Yeah. So um, I went into youth work and I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And often you're leading a space, right? Often you're leading with young people mm. and you're leading with young people who have chosen to be there. Unlike school where you have to be there. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that is going to be paramount to, to like how I teach and I'm going to use this approach in my teaching. And um, at that point in time, I was I was acting at the same time. So I got myself an agent. Luckily, you know, I was going up for roles. I was doing feature films um, and people started seeing me about. But I knew I still didn't have the necessary training. So I went and done some training. Um, but the, 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 the kind of rap race, I wasn't feeling, man. I, I'd been a hustler from the back end. I'd been a hustler from back, you know, before you before I went to university. So I wasn't used to waiting for my, like waiting for my, waiting for a change. I won't yeah. wait. I, I didn't want to wait, man. Mm. I was too impatient. But um, I always, I always had ambition to kind of put people on. Mm -hmm. That's what men used to do back in the day. So how do I, why not put people on in this sort of thing? So um, I started doing like acting coaching and going to, uni going to a university and teaching there with, with my, um, with my mentor, Rob Whitelock. He's a brilliant actor. And he used to do some directing classes and, when he would teach these guys how to direct, I'd be like, I know all of this already. Mm -hmm. But really, I'm in the back of the class being arrogant. Even though it's not my class, I'm actually here to teach. I'm here to act for these guys, to teach them how to direct. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I was learning all those skills for free. Mm. I'll tell you another thing about learning for free. But I was learning all those things for free. These guys are paying for it. They were paying for these directing classes. I was learning for free. So I used to take all those skills and I came back to the youth club and I was you know, trying to do little performances here and there for the, for, for the young people that turned up. And um, a friend of mine wrote this play and it weren't good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, friend. <laughs> Sorry, friend. Yo, brother, I love you. And if you ever see this, you know, I love you. But it weren't good, but he was trying to do something and he had something to say. Yeah. And that, that was the thing that captured me. So he was like, yo, I know you know about theatre. I know you know about drama. Can you help me make this thing? Mm -hmm. But I, I was also in it. So okay. I was like, how do I do that? But essentially I was like a co-director helping him understand, you know, that the techniques of drama mm. and instill that onto the rest of the cast as well as be in it. Mm -hmm. So from that point there, um, uh, there's a brilliant filmmaker called Sheila Nortley. If you ever check her out, she's done amazing things. She's worked with numerous companies and, with, you know, big, big productions and so on and so forth. She um, asked me to come in and do some acting coaching for a film that she was doing. And essentially what I had done, I didn't know this, but what I had done was direct the film even though it wasn't shot. So I was directing the scenes. Mm. So they, you know, they, they, um, they filmed it. I was away. I was abroad. And 
And then I got a message from the director who was like, yo, thank you so much. You've basically directed the film. And I've just done the technical thing of finding the shots. So in my head, that was the kind of transition where I was like, yo, actually, really, I can direct. And I started and I scoured, like, looking for any black male directors who were young. Yeah. Couldn't find any, man. They were out there, but I just hadn't found them. Mm. So um, I started doing music videos. Like, I directed Linus's music video. I started doing a short film for my boy, Sanchez. Like, I started doing loads of little things that are online now. You can catch them, I'm sure, on YouTube. But, um, yeah. And that kind of allowed me to cut my teeth a little bit. And then I, mm. I started writing my own stuff. Started writing about our experiences mm -hmm. of, you know, where we came from. And then just putting people in it. My silly question actually was, what's the difference between writing and directing? Did, I, I did nothing silly, bro. Nothing is ever silly. But um, we did, um, when you're filming... You're basically uh, when you're di when you're directing film, you're basically both. Mm -hmm. Like you're directing those scenes, you're directing those shots, and you're also kind of writing in the moment. Because if you got no money, you got to make something work. If you can't get a space or something, you got to make something work there. So you're rewriting in your mind there and then. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, the in in the theatre world is 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 very different. You know, you're a writer you train as a writer usually, or you go to programs that, that, um, that kind of develop you as a writer and then you kind of hand over your play and then the director takes it, interprets it and then puts it on. So the, the kind of the fundamental things is, is, is one is a, um, I guess one creates the, 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 the kind of transcript or the blueprint and then the other person builds, the director kind of builds it. You know what I'm saying? So the director becomes, so one's the architect and the other's the builder. You almost. understand? Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes so, you're both. Yeah. So I guess it's it must it's key really that the architect, well, I'm <laughs> the writer and the um and the director, they, they it's, it's key that like they they <laughs> kind of share the same vision because that director really has to. It's all good having having someone direct what you've written, but they could direct it and it's just awful. Yeah, so yeah. Like, no you've got to have the same way, but you've got to really work, have a kind of relationship, like a key relationship. Right? Sync. Often. Yeah, sync. Yeah. Yeah. Often. Often you'll see the difference. You'll see that relationship not work. Uh, majority of plays, I think, in my own, you know, in my own experience, including my own plays, you'll see when the director and the writers absolutely are in sync, are, you know, succinct and everything kind of comes together and it just feels like you don't know who's the writer or who, or who the director is because it's so, you know, it's like... Effortless. It's, yeah, so effortless. And there's moments where you're like, I know that the director has definitely put this concept on this this piece of writing and sometimes it didn't need it or sometimes it bloody well needed it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. so you see that, you see that, you see sometimes when it works in tandem and sometimes when it, it just it is awful and that's just natural. That, that will happen, you know, within your career as a writer or within your career as a director, the only thing is that people get discouraged and stop writing yeah. or stop directing because they haven't found that that relationship. I heard that, man. So see, when you're writing, I mean, reading, should I say, how do you read? Do you, do you, I guess when you're reading a script, do you read right through it or do you stop and take notes or do you stop, like, start from the middle, start from the end, stop, like, how, how's, what's your... Method. Yeah, yeah, method, yeah. should I say. Uh, so this, I mean, that's a, it's a, that's a very good question. And I'll tell you why it's a very good question because I always encourage readers of scripts to read right the way through. Mm -hmm. So in one sitting, you know, 
get your, make sure you've got your time two hours whatever it is if it's 120 pages like put out two hours of your time to read right the way through mm-hmm. that way you see it as a whole picture but the way life is set up right now yo sometimes it takes me two days to go through you know a script that's like 60 pages mm-hmm. because life is busy of course mm-hmm. and so you you know you've got times where you're you're trying to do three thousand things at once but um Ideally, what I'd like to do, what I like to do, is just read right the way through the play, so I can see, it, I can visualize it, or try and get some sort of idea mm-hmm. of who these characters are, what the context is, like what the world is of the play, or of the thing that I'm reading. Um, try and see what the, what the point is, and like whether it touches me. Because when you break it up, sometimes you don't, you don't, you don't get the full, you don't, you don't experience the full emotion of what the thing's trying to do because you've broken it up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've forgotten what happened on page three. And by page 64 now, you're going, oh, yeah, they're making reference to what happened on page three, but I forgot that. So, yeah, yeah and it's a detriment to the reader, to the writer sometimes that like you haven't, you know, read it right the way through. But usually I try and read it right the way through. Okay. Yeah. What about, do you take notes as well? Whilst, yeah, yeah, Whilst yeah. going along? Yeah. If I'm doing it, if I've read it a couple of times, I'm always taking notes mm-hmm. because it's, it's the notes that I'm going to end up feeding back to the writer. Mm-hmm. He's then gonna either have to change the play, create a new draft. So, um, depending on what 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 the time span is, if, if someone's like quick turnaround, you've got two hours. I need to get some notes in before I go abroad or I go and work on another project. Mm-hmm. I'm writing notes as I'm reading. Okay. Yeah. So it breaks up a little bit, but you know, it's fresh in your mind the notes that you've got. Yeah. And even if you ask questions at the beginning of your play, you're you're just waiting for them to be answered by the end. Of course. So you know, you write those notes, and you're going, all right these are the questions that I'm getting here. I don't quite understand this. By the end, you're going, okay, cool. Five of these questions are answered. The other 10 are not. So mm. those are the notes that I'm now going to give to the writer to go, you know. Work on. Yeah, work yeah. on these these 10 notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. You mentioned earlier, there was a couple of things, um, just going back, but you, you mentioned, which stuck in my mind. One of them, you said about your trip to South Africa, and that led me on, mm. onto in my mind that you're a guy that likes traveling. Am I correct? Yeah. How would you say, so the first question is, how would you say you're traveling? Um, traveling. Traveling. How would you say your traveling inspires your A writing and B directing? And secondly, completely different, well, slightly separate subjects, you also mentioned about the fact that you started to read um, some self-development books, self-help books. Yeah. What is your go-to or has been your go-to self-development or self-help book that's that's influenced the most so two separate questions there cool um i think traveling oh man it's everyone's right to travel man i don't care if you've got a criminal record if you can travel <laughs> yo listen because certain places you can't go right yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that, yeah. but even if you've got that limitation of not having the, the right to hit a certain country yo there's a hundred other countries that you can hit do you know what i'm saying so the experience of just moving from one place to another, yeah, like the physical, what it does to you physically, obviously it ties you up, but you're in a different time space zone. What it does to you mentally that you can just kind of, you know, you're not at home. So you, if someone calls you and is like, yo, I need you to go and do X, yo, you're a thousand miles away. There's no, I physically can't get to you. So your brain tells you, your brain's already said to you, all right, cool, let that go. Mm-hmm. And you, suddenly you start unburdening yourself with so many mm-hmm. different things. Mm-hmm. And you just, you're just in the moment. Suddenly you're heightened. Everything's heightened. You know, your sense of awareness, your sense of like purpose, 
Like we need to go like mm. just to get some food. Like yeah. you, you, survival starts to kick in and all these other things start to kick in. It's Santiago now. Yo, this is what I'm <laughs> But it's true though, isn't it? But it's true. It's true. Like all of these things start to kick in. So you start to have adventures which leads you to having different experiences which then leads you to becoming the person that you are, develops you. You know, you start to understand cultures more. You start, you understand yourself so much more. Mm-hmm. South Africa in particular touched me Obviously, it's it's you know it's it's the whole, you know it's the bottom of the of the motherland, but just going back and like you can feel the history, you can smell it, you can see it when you walk down the street, you experience it in, you know in a club, you experience it in a shop, you experience it in 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 bargaining or bartering with a man, or with a woman on the street, and like all of that kind of. Even you know subconsciously, you, you take it on. You take on those experiences, and you, and you live through them, and you you acknowledge them as an experience. And like that has informed me and my practice so much. So I'm always thinking about where I go to next. I'm always thinking about the people that I encountered when I'm writing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's so many people that I you know, when I go to Jamaica, we call certain people sample man, which means there's only one of them. Do you know what I'm saying? And then like, I'm in a, I'm in a sample man. So it's so pretty. Yeah, yeah. So the sample people that you meet, you're like, yo, that's there's only one of you. I'm, I'm never going to meet you again. Or I might meet you again, but I'm never going to forget this interaction. And suddenly that kind of feeds into the characters. Or when I'm directing, I'm going, this, I can picture that place. Not only have I seen it, been in it. I've been there. I lived there for a, for a week or so, vision. so I know what that means. Yeah, um, so yeah, man, that is that's been that's been one of the strongest um, influences on me as a person, as a maker, as a creative. Mm-hmm. And then um, the book that I always go to is a book called The Chimp Paradox. Yeah, I've heard of that. It's yeah. a bad boy book yeah, by Professor St- um, St- uh, St- Steve Peters, yeah. and it's um it's a mind management book. But um, a friend of mine was going for a relationship thing and he was like, yo, this is the book that I'm reading. It's helped me to understand my relationship a bit more. It's also helped me to break up my relationship. (laughs) (laughs) But but he needed it at the time. And he was like, yo, I'm passing this on to you because I think you're doing so much right now. Like you just need to focus your mind a bit. Mm. And um, essentially the, the premise is like, we've all got this chimp inside us. And it's a, you know, it's a really basic concept, but when you hear him talk about it and talk through it, you go, yeah, cool. I see yeah, I'm, it. I'm, I'm w- definitely aware of it. Yeah. yeah. So it's an interesting concept. The chimp is kind of like our emotional, um, it's kind of like our emotional part, part of the most, the, the emotional part of our brain. Mm-hmm. And then you, the person is kind of the logical, but a lot of the time we let the chimp take over. That chatter, that constant chatter. Constant chatter, mm. but like constant, like he talks about um, flight, fright. Yeah, flight or fight. Or, or fight. Yeah, yeah. And like that's, your chimp's always on survival instincts. Mm-hmm. So how you interact with people is survival instincts. Like there's nothing considered. It's all instinctive, which is good in some areas. It's reactive. Yeah. Mm. So when you're in South Africa and a man's talking to you to come over to the corner and you're thinking, rah. <laughs> Yo, the chimp, you're like, yo, chimp, where are you right now? And the mm. chimp's saying, yo, cut out as fast as you can. Great, the chimp works in that moment. You're in a, you're in a scenario where there's 10 police officers surrounding you. Yo, you don't want the chimp to get involved then. You want the, the, the logical what? brain to come in and tap in and go, all right. <laughs> so, chatting to Chris about this last night, you were saying like, 
the problem actually he said he might have said black people actually is that um, <laughs> he said black people bro <laughs> <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> he might he, might, bark, man. he, said black he people. may well have said black people is that we try well let's say people alright try say like we try to like let our logic take over our emotions and it shouldn't be that way you know mm. what I mean emotions are here logic is here mm. I mean he went into he broke it down so well I mean you broke it down very well to be fair and given good examples but I mean, it was phenomenal. I mean, I, I probably got to read that book, but he was talking about another book, if I'm honest. Yeah, for sure. Read it, read it, because it, he doesn't he doesn't try to, to, to let you... Um, He's like, you can't excel the, the chimp. You get like, you, you know, you can't... Can't get rid of yeah, it. Yeah, you can't, like, the chimp's not going to... You, you know, you're not going to send it over there and, mm. and lock it up. Or like, he talks about walking your chimp. He talks about talking to your chimp. Because mm. through that way, you get to balance, innit? You get to balance the emotion. You get to balance the logic. Mm-hmm. And then usually you come up with something more wise, mm-hmm. something more considered, something more, um, yeah, thought out. So no, he just talks about how you live in tandem with that thing that we all have. Mm-hmm. He talks about mental health and how, you know, when you see it, like when, after reading the book, I understood mental health in a different, in a different way. So I was like, yeah, I can see that this person over here, their chimp is, comp- is, is taking complete control and they can't bring it, they can't bring it back. Mm-hmm. That they just can't bring it back. See when you're, you're was you going to ask us something? Um, yeah, well, cause I think Go it's on. probably still on, on topic. Um, you, you may have answered it in some way, shape, or form. I was going to ask you, what do you prefer reading, whether it's self-help books or, um, oh my god, non-fiction books? Yeah. Non-fiction, fiction books. Yeah, yeah. So apologies. In that, obviously, because you work in a creative space, mm-hmm. it may give you a different kind of like dynamic as such. I think it just depends on the place that I'm at. Okay, so. Um, I'm reading loads of books by by um, kind of black British authors because it's my experience, and also like I love American black play um, black books, but that's not all our experiences. Mm-hmm. So our experience is much more nuanced than that. And so um, I'm reading a lot of black authors at the moment mm-hmm. that are kind Any of names? yeah yeah Derek Owusu mm-hmm. um, at the moment. Uh, I'm reading a Carla's book, Nate. You know, Nate's yeah, like yeah. so. Those are the people that I'm that I'm getting into now. Renee with um you know why I'm no longer speaking to to, to white people yeah, yeah, I to speak. That, yeah. that book is that book's dope but it's you know stuff that you already know stuff that yeah. you experience in day to day so you sometimes you ask the questions like is this book for me or is it for <laughs> my white counterparts yeah. but like um I'm reading those books because uh, of course just because of the experience but like I love a fiction book mm. because then I become the god of that 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 yeah, in my imagination i yeah, become yeah. the creator i yeah. become and i ain't got a good complex but it just means that i have i have the power to see or interpret this piece of writing mm. as i want to interpret yeah, so true. they might have written it with with a white person in mind but the way i'm seeing it now is a young black boy it's or funny you should say that because um <laughs> i read the children of blood and bone yeah yeah and i've the, got that yeah it's a great book and the author I listened to a podcast of her. Mm. She was on a podcast and I listened to her talking and she she was explaining that when she used to write read books, she would read the book with a black person in, in mind. mind. Just just instinctively. Yeah. Because you're just reading the experience. words. It's yeah. your experience. It's the life you know. Like this is the the viewpoint of the world that you see. Yeah. But obviously then the the author may be descriptive and may describe the person's skin colour, which which is fine. Yeah. And you adapt and you now have that character in your head that has been put into into the book. But mm. just generally, as you just said, I guess you're the creator of your own story of the, um, I mean, yeah, the, the script, should I say, or yeah. the story that you're reading. 
And um, yeah, it's a very mindset becomes you somewhere else. You become yeah. the god of yeah, of yeah. this particular world. It's mad because exactly. I remember I don't even remember it's Mason. We watched Gone Girl together. Oh, yeah. We sound like we went to Gone Girl. It's cool, it's cool bro. We were with other people. Nah, we can be vulnerable. We were with other people. It's okay. We were with guys. What's Gone Girl? No, it didn't quite work. We can't do that. With more guys. Double day. You're double day. No, it's fine. It's 2019. It's okay. It's going somewhere else. We're progressive over here. No, I can't who we watched it with watch it with girls we did that's not just me adding to the story alright I remember it was like alright and I remember I remember during the what do you call it during the film because mate what what did Mace do give you some popcorn give you some popcorn no he didn't Mace like see see look what she's doing see he sat right next to you he might have went like he might have alright I can't remember but he's like see see look what she's doing conniving and when I, and I, I don't know why I just loved the film and I thought you know I'm going to buy the book bought the book and every time when I was reading nah, you, thought of, you thought of Mace when you read it you know just, just move on let's move on <laughs> now we're here for you guys <laughs> it was just like a case of um, you know you don't kill me <laughs> let's move on I'll move on let's move on <laughs> I was going to um, ask, see when you're reading, do you read more than one book at a time or one script at a time? Always. Okay. At the moment, I, I, I just said I'd like, on the way down, I, I'm reading a hundred scripts at the moment. Seriously. So some I'm listening to, I put into a voice recorder, I put into a voice recorder app mm. and some I listen to, mm. the ones that are a bit more um, confusing, I listen to them to see mm. if I can just concentrate. So it's something we, that... It, of your mind when you're sitting and you're reading something yeah and then when you can hear something in your ear that mm. you can then relax all the other senses yeah and start to focus on another sense so you've got a sense of of hearing obviously and then you've got a sense of like your imagination mm -hmm. that allows you to visualize things mm -hmm. and so when i'm when i'm working on something that's a bit more complex i i tend to put that into the, the app but um yeah i read I go, yeah, man. Sometimes I'm like, I've, I've got 1984 on the, oh. I've got 1984 in the mix, yeah, man. Yeah, but I've got that in all the. One of my favorite books. Yo, man. yeah, serious. And like, it's so relevant now. Oh, I say that to everyone all the time. So every relevant. year, every year, every so year, every year. Gonna be more, more relevant relevant. every year. Have you seen the film though? <laughs> nah, I've never seen the film. It feels nice. I've never seen yeah. the film. And it's funny because, as you said, as we were just saying, like when you read books, you have a picture of what it's like. Yeah. So I've read the book prior to read watching the film and watching the film is there is similar parts that is described mm. in such a way but yeah obviously the director had a different kind of mind of mm. what i pictured yeah when i was reading the book which is this is great in itself anyway, yeah because you'll have a different perspective different. of how it looks and yeah things like that certain characters but yeah no i definitely recommend watching the film as well which would you say it was in sync <laughs> the, the film and the, yeah. um who'd you watch can you ever that's another question who'd you watch it with by myself <laughs> by myself okay turn the popcorn the talk about me nice to you let's go yeah no but I think that's a yeah dope book though but can you ever so I've got a question for you mm. all mm. have you ever read a book and then gone to see the film yeah. version of it. Yeah, yeah. I know you just nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four and what's the the 
The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games, the oh, three books. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're dope. See, how I visioned The Hunger Games is, I wouldn't say totally different to the films, mm. but it was totally different to the films. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, proper. I enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoy reading more than I'd watch a film. Watch a film. Yeah. I'm see... the other way around, so it was watch Gone Girl and then read it. Then read it. Yeah. I'm watching films. Yeah. Books, yeah. So, like, I just wonder, I guess, um, how much of how much do you miss in a film if you've read the book? So like now that you've done it the other way around, yeah. so you saw Gone Girl the film and then watched the book I and then the read book the book. So blew it away. The blew the really? film away. Yeah, I thought it was phenomenal the book. Yeah. Did you get the same feet? Did it evoke the same emotions? As I the film, I was a bigger bitch. I was glued to this book. I didn't leave this book for a solid week. Yeah. It was like, Obviously, a lot longer yeah. than the film itself. Yeah. But I thought, nah, nah, nah. This is some <laughs> madness. I gotta know what she did. Oh, <laughs> this is mad. Yeah. And say when you read eight nineteen eighty four, yeah, and then you saw the film, mm. what did you feel? What, what did you feel the disparity between the two? Yeah, I think there was a lot of parts of the book that was missing. But at mm. the same time, I always understand in a film, there's only so much you can put in. Yeah. Like there's particular details that you wouldn't, I guess, necessarily take the time out to record mm. on film because it may just be a passing moment. Yeah. It may just be a passing glance, which can't always be reciprocated in a film. So yeah. there's those little nuances that you do mm. miss, but I can appreciate the the film for, for such a great, from such a great book anyway. Mm-hmm. So like, imagine that now, mm. them putting that on stage because 1984 is a, a theatre production. I was, I was okay. reading it with the idea of like, whether I go back and <coughs> try and adapt it mm. to be, to be a, a theatre production. Yeah, I'd love to see that. So it's happened. It's happened at our meeting. I think it went to the West End. I'm not sure, but I need to do my research because mm. I was thinking about what books I'd love to adapt. Yeah. 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 I think George Or Orwell is a, is a great author. Oh, I don't know if you, you've read Animal Farm as that well. That was the first book I ever That's read. That's the same, yeah. same, that, same thing. School. In school my well. head. Yeah, yeah English. Yeah. I stole the book, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I was, that, I stole book. the book. Yeah. It was like, bring it back after you finish reading. No, I didn't bring that back. I still got my same notes in the book. Yeah. Still got it. Hmm. Yeah, when my son no, grows, no. I'm going to push that in his, yeah, I'm gonna no, push that into his hand. Man. One of the greatest books, man. Definitely. What about you, Mace? When you're reading or watching a film, like, do you see a big difference? Um, I think maybe my attention spans not as not as not as um, vast as both of yours, but I prefer the film because it's just in, it's just easier. If mm-hmm. I'm honest, it's just easier for me to, to to um for me to comprehend. Mm. I I do agree though that like a book will go into that much more detail and it will like speak about what that person's feeling at the time rather than on a film you've got to gauge it from. With their face or expression or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think even with, with the books, the author may put in, I guess, what the character's thinking. And you can't necessarily put that into a film and without it being a bit like, okay, well, they've just gone from a dialogue to now you can actually hear their thoughts. Mm. Yeah. In a film, you can't really pull that off as, as easily. Yeah. I think the simplest way I would break it down is I can get lost in a book, really yeah. lost when you're mm. reading yeah. it. Mm. Literally, I can put it down for the evening, but the following morning or whatever, it's just, just pick straight back it's, up. It's still, still there mm. somewhere, you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas a film, I can watch it an hour and a half, even within the film, I'm not lost in the film, just mm. there, if that makes any sense. I'm following the, let's say the theme. Mm-hmm. And then after the film's finished, it, was, it won't stay with me for that long, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. even if it's a real impactful film. And that's where I feel theatre has a difference because the theatre brings those two things together. Mm-hmm. 
because you you can't help but be in it. If it's a good play, you can't help but be in it and experience whatever that character's going through because it's right there in front of you. I was going to say, yeah. Like, it's right there in front of you. Mm. You're to the point where the sweat and the spit might touch you. Mm. Not that you want that to happen, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can feel it. You can feel the heat. That is right there. And whatever struggle they're going through, physically, you're Mm. in it. You know, it's not been edited. It's right there in front of you, unedited, unedited, like, it's there. And so it kind of bridges the gap. It can't do as much as the film in terms of special effects. Mm-hmm. It can't do as much as the book in terms of, um, in, in terms of the detail. Yeah. But you can you experience what the characters are going through, and that's the theatrics of of fear. And that's why I love it. And like being able to adapt a book mm-hmm. is one of the most incredible things. Like it's the it's the most seen. It's the most. It's, it's one of the most um, kind of sought out. I guess forms of work now is adaptations from books. Okay. Yeah, in theatre. And the ones that are mostly going into the West End are adaptations, i.e. Lovely Bones mm-hmm. by Alice Seabold. Like all of those things are getting adapted now. And for good reason, man. Yeah. Harry Potter's adapted for the stage. Mm. More magical than the films. Do you know what my favourite um what's on that, sorry? My favourite Theatre production <coughs> I've seen us for. I've seen a few that I've really liked. Do you know what my favourite one was? Sister Act. Yeah. That blew me away. <laughs> me, I can't believe it's never come back. Like, I think yeah. I watched it in Common Garden. I took my mum to watch it, actually. Mm. And I don't get up and stand and clap at the end because yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, my legs are just like, I'm just, I can't bother, bro. <laughs> I got up straight while I shut up. I said, oh, yup. Like, I proper enjoyed yeah. it. The film's okay, like, we'd be cool, but yeah. But I proper enjoyed it, bro. Like, proper. And I was like, and you're right. You're just saying, mm. like, I was so immense into the play I proper yeah. loved it yeah man it's yeah it's an experience when you get it right when it's right and you get it right there's there's nothing there's uh, what, like whatever experience you want man mm. it can give you everything like it can actually it can absolutely give you everything mm-hmm. why does it take us I'm not gonna say oh. God. Black people. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just say it, man. Uh, no, 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 no. People. I used to want us and for you straight away. Right? So for thought, me, no, because he was say what he said. <laughs> you know, he, he said exactly what I thought he was saying. Um, so, <laughs> so I was going to change the word to people. All right, block. But I'll go with us. All right. So why does it take us so long to um, like find that feeling, uh, the feelings that we're, we're discussing now in regards to? theatre and being immersed in the story and yeah. so on and so forth because I want to say oh so oh, occasionally I'll talk about um, where I f- first started reading who I started mm. reading with but it was of him like we will we'll get books and we'll exchange yeah. who's him the camera it's a bit rude I, I didn't want to say his name <laughs> then I did in case he anyway <laughs> it, yes alright <laughs> are you over there <laughs> yeah so we would exchange books on and so forth the art of war I think it was and all yeah, that type yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah. and then gradually it went on to books that were slightly bigger the uh, 50th come out the, what's the, anyway 50th law yeah all that type of wow. stuff you know and yeah. then so on and so forth but I'm going to say we were 16, 17 at yeah. that point you know where it's probably too late from not from an educational point of view mm. but you've now finished your GCSEs yeah. and stuff like that mm. why I'm now interested in these books I have no idea but I'm thinking why are we not interested in these type of stuff Three, yeah, just a little bit earlier. Do you know what? That, I can't remember what, what was you said. Which Daniel, to what I was trying to say to you earlier mm. as to anyway, yeah, yeah. Then you said something, and I can't remember what it was, but it triggered my mind, and it came back to education. It came about how do you embrace young people who are from a certain background, just like yeah. you were saying, yeah. how like you're reading books because actually you can 
you it's relative to your environment mm-hmm. it, or it was relative to your environment so yeah. you can really relate to it it's the same yeah. for me in schools it's a similar thing like why are we not reading books why are we not doing history on why am i not that finding out yeah. yeah why am i not finding out about like so i've i've been i discovered recently on um on youtube um there's this there's this like there's these guys from Canada and they went and stayed with a Rasta man in Jamaica. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called for the life of me. <laughs> but he all he does for them is like it's he just cooks meals cooks and he's food. He's, yeah, and yeah, he's, I've he's, seen he's, it. he's yeah, he's deep yeah. in the he's deep yeah, in yeah. like in the country basically. Yeah, yeah, he cooks yeah, 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 yeah. he cooks proper like food, like yeah, but, everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, but Even at the same time breakfast. It's seen there? breakfast. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time he's imparting knowledge on them and on, on the yeah. viewers and that. And yeah. I just like the way it proper engagement <laughs> because the way he speaks is how my granddad same, used to speak. Same, Do you get what I'm saying? Same. Like he'll just be like, Yeah, man, mate, your wood's strong. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the things yeah. that are relevant to exactly. them, isn't it? Yeah. To a man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Roots, it. man. Roots, man. Make your wood strong <laughs> all night long. Like just stuff like that. And I'm just engaged <laughs> yeah. because yeah, it's you like, want that? <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's just just the way you speak it. Like, bro, when and I then, went, you talk about I don't know when the last time you went to Jamaica was, but I went two years, years ago. ago. Yeah, How long yeah. ago? A couple of years ago. I went two years ago son. and I went on my J's. And the reason mm. being I hadn't been for so many years. Yeah. I said, listen, connect. let me just I want to take this connect. morning for myself. Yeah, I said, yeah. I, I just want to do what I want when I want. I don't wanna I don't want people coming over <laughs> with me and wanting to do this luxury yeah. break. I'm trying to really <laughs> take this culture in. Yeah, yeah. Plotted with my uncle for four for four or five days, left uncle. Uncle with his dog there, Duchess. <laughs> Left uncle. And then, like, I just moved around the country, bro. Yeah. Like, I just moved. Yeah. Jump like, on a bus, bro. Jump bro. on a bus. Didn't go that far, but... Uh, see, nah, bro, nah, 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 see nah, that's nah, how you got to nah, live, nah, though. The coach, yeah, the coach bus thing. No, nah, nah, I jumped on the bus, bus. Yeah, I jumped on buses. <laughs> you live my properly, chip would have been like, no, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I moved around. I, bro, I had the best experience, yeah. like, best. And, I like, to the point where, like... I was like, I was proud, you know, like mm. I felt proud again. Yeah. Even though man was born here, I just felt yeah. proud, like yeah. mad proud. And it's just that experience there. Like mm. I want to learn about those kind of things. I want, that's, you know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. want to learn. Yeah, history is important in terms of World War One, World War Two, but they've been doing that same thing for World War, World War, what, yeah, into, World War One started a hundred years ago and you're still banging on. Oh, sorry, yeah, it ended a yeah, hundred yeah. years ago <laughs> and you're still banging on. Like, like speak, give me some stuff. I want to know about Powell in Jamaica. Yeah, you know what I'm mm. yeah. But there's two there's there's two major things in that. Just going back to your question, there's two things in that. Yeah, there's the first one which is relevant. How relevant? How relevant is it to us? Yeah. So we're doing World War World War One and World War Two, but they ain't telling us about the Sikh soldiers that sacrificed. Right. Mm. They're right. not telling right. us about. Right. Sort of fun, you know, yeah. They're not telling us about the. They're not telling us about the generation of, of Caribbeans who put their neck on the lines. They're mm. not talking about yo. They're not talking about the Nigerian regiment that went to Burma, bro. They're mm. not telling you that. Yeah. They're just telling yeah. you. They're just, they're just spouting. Whitewashed. Well, there you go. Yeah. So just, yeah, that bro. relevance. And then the second thing, yeah, mm. which is a, a really important thing, and some people will say it's not, and some people say it is, but it's representation. Are you rude, boy? Representation. Yeah, his story. If it's his story, though. My it? son mm. hasn't got nothing. The only He's got books that are with black characters in it. Mm-hmm. That's all he has. Mm-hmm. Every time he opens that book, yeah, he's got a couple of Marley books, got a couple of books from Trish Cook. Yo, every time he opens those books, yeah, he's like, yo, that's me. Mm-hmm. He, I don't, I don't coach him. I don't tell him to say that. But he sees a little boy, yeah, with a trim. When he had plaits, he was like, that's me. Mm-hmm. When he see, you know, the little boy had rusters, he sees it. He's like, that's me. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's the most powerful thing in in his. In his four years of living, that's the most powerful thing that he's saying. He doesn't even know it yet. He doesn't mm. even. But every time he opens a book, he goes, 
that's me or he'll be like that's Anushka which is his which is his friend yeah yeah which is his friend he'll be like that's Anushka and for him yeah growing up he is represented yeah mm. yeah 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 in those books mm. so when it comes to bedtime if I tell him I'm taking a book away from him yeah for his bedtime because he hasn't been behaving or nothing it is like World War 3 mm. <laughs> and I'm like yo I didn't even you know how much I love that mm, yeah. that this little boy here is going no you can't take away my freedom and my liberties that's what he's really saying mm. like I'm exaggerating I'm a dramatist yeah, yeah. that's what I do but <laughs> I, like, he's like you can't take away my liberties like because that is me seeing me for the day mm. that is me being represented for the day and the relevance when he hears the little Jamaican accent, mm. even when I do a little raster mouse, it's a mouse, you know. Mm. It's not Peppa Pig. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's talking in a British accent and it's raster mouse, you know. He's talking about Mouse Tigo Bay. So mm. when I tell him about Mouse Tigo Bay and I'm telling him about Montego Bay, he's yeah. like, oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is where man comes from. Yeah. So that, rep- that, that, that representation and the relevance <coughs> is so important. And I think those are the things, that's the reason why young people ain't reading. Mm. If I gave man a grind book and said, yo, listen, there's a book of lyrics by blah, blah, blah. And I told him man to go out and spit that or, sp- or, spit a pa- or spit a couple, 16 bars, go up on stage for your assembly, instead of writing, reading a passage from, you know, Animal Farm. Mm. Like that was the thing that got me into reading, mm. to be honest. But mm. instead of reading the passage from Animal Farm, I said, go and read Wiley's book and come down and spit one, two bars of his. And they jumped on stage and did that. Yo, Involved What Yo the power of that mm. The power of them Reading someone like My you know My own contemporaries Arunze <coughs> Kenny He's an actor But yo The man's a bad boy writer He's like a bad boy writer I wrote something called Misty If I gave them that And said yo I need you to read a bit Of this Misty It's it's basically bars mm. Okay But it's a story Do you know what I've been So I've, We had a conversation Just before we got it Dan And like one of the things um, I've been immersed in is George the Poet's podcast and George the Poet as a whole. And I, I went and saw George, him man. recently at London Podcast Festival and he done like a, a kind of open question session at the end of, at the end of um, his po- his show. One of the questions that, was, that came was from this guy. He's, um, he's a pro- he does the programming for his year group at a school in Hackney. And he said, by all due account, <clears throat> I'm not from where these guys are from. I grew up in a suburban area, mm. um, middle to upper class, mm. And I'm trying to, the, the curriculum I've been given by the government is for me to to um to relay this to the year group any which way I see fit. Mm. But the problem I have is I'm from a white, middle to upper class background in the suburbs, yeah. and I've been tasked with doing this. And he kind of it was like a plug to try and get George Pope to come down. But he mm-hmm. kind of said, "How do I make this more relevant for my 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 multicultural and diverse students I have in the school?" And you, I think you've hit the nail on the head in what you've said in mm. what you've just said, mm. and it is relevant. And we found out these things far too late. I mean, too late. Man. I just remember. I don't know what. Don't, don't know what year it is anyway. It was after I was traveling. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work in this we see. So it was, after, it was after traveling then, and um, it must be one of those. I don't want to say New Year celebrations, but it was some type of celebration. And um, I saw like some like um, it was something to do with the war, commemorating one of the wars. Anyway, mm. I saw these. I don't want to say Ghanaian guys, but I saw these Ghanaian soldiers like putting up a flag. And I, was, I was like, I was walking. I was walking out of the front room. And I was like. Mum, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> what's it? Kind of in that voice, like, what's this? And she was like, yeah, they're just like, you know, 
2.1. I was like, 2.1? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, not to get all like, front. I was like, this is my land. This is my country. Like, my, like, I said, like, I didn't know this. So, yeah, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, this is my, this is my country too. Not yeah. that it wasn't my country anyway, yeah, but were... I felt a bit more, you know. Yeah. 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 More involved. A bit, a bit more, um, like, entitled. Even, yeah. That you're, yeah. Because sometimes we, we, there's a lack of in, like you don't have any. Yeah, yeah. Entire, yeah. I don't want to go down that route, but it's almost like you don't like you don't belong. Bro, yeah, occasionally, yeah. Bro, when I done history lessons in school, as far as I'm concerned, my my kind of my people, grandparents, on came over to work on the underground and mm-hmm. rebuild Britain after the war because we didn't do before that. We didn't have nothing to do with the war. Like we <laughs> yeah, didn't have no yeah, involvement. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I was taught. Yeah, that's yeah. what I learned in school, nah, and man. that would that's what would have got me an A in my GCSE paper. Do you get what I'm saying? Bruh, we were oh, flying planes, man. We were flying the planes, we were building the planes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we don't get f- taught none of that. Yeah. I remember just, I guess, similar experience in school. Um, what is his name? Mr. Lynch, our history Mr. teacher. Lynch, what a name. <laughs> no, but he was cool, Lynch. though. He was a, he was a white <laughs> brother. Relevant. Tall guy, Mr. History Lynch. Teacher. <laughs> 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 history teacher. You couldn't make this up. <laughs> Did he wear Timberlands? Did he wear Timberlands? No, he was actually a cool guy. Coming with a rope chain. I remember actually asking him, like, when are we going to do black history? And he's like, to be honest with you, it's not on the syllabus. Yes, I would like to, but it's not on there. And he was yeah. actually being genuine. I could yeah. actually see when someone's being genuine. Yeah. He was like, I genuinely, genuinely would like to teach you guys about your own history. Mm. But it's the little it. bit that we've get told to do is literally about slavery. We're slave and that's it. There's nothing that's else. It. Roots. Literally nothing else. Show you the video and, Yeah, that was, our, that was our history. Um, that was what we got taught in history. So I definitely have the same same experience. It's mad, you know? And then when I was traveling... <laughs> you, can't, you can't do it, bro. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. <laughs> when I was traveling... Traveling. <laughs> when I was traveling, I... Traveling. Like, museums traveling. weren't part of the agenda at all. But I was with a group of people who I think must have went to one museum. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And, like and then you're taking in information which is a part of your culture or there's a blend of part of your culture and stuff like that. Mm. And it just blows your mind away. And then you're encouraged to go to other museums and find out in other countries and yeah. find out what's going on, so on and so forth. Incredible. Hey, look, I'm trying to hit Senegal, man. I, like end of the year, I'm really trying to go Ghana, to be totally honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad I said this out loud now because if I don't, you can can lynch me. The year of 10, I'm in London. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can lynch me, but I'm like trying to save up my little coins and and get myself out there, man. Mm -hmm. Because I'm trying to hit, I'm trying to hit museums. I'm trying to hit Senegal and hit their big museum. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to hit Washington and go to the, you know, the black museum out there. Whatever I do is another thing, but I'm trying to, man. Making that a priority at some point. Okay. <laughs> so what's what's the plan for Daniel over the next twelve to eighteen months? We know you're working on a number of scripts. Do you? I mean, do you want to go down and direct in a movie route eventually? I know you've done music videos and stuff yeah. like that. Was your entry point? Mm. What's what's the, what's kind of the plan? Do you know what? It's a little bit ad hoc. I just kind of leave it up to the universe, man, and see what sure. comes out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I'm. I'm making inroads to. Uh, there's there's something that's on my mind that I'm. I really want to get out. There's a couple of things that I want to finish, yeah. but there's something on my mind that I want to get out there. And it's a musical. I'm not really into musicals that much. And I say that because I've, again, I've never, you know, I used to go to musicals and I'd be like, it's just it's dead. Dead. It's not, yeah. it's not the music that I'm interested in. Mm. It's not the people that I'm interested in. It's not the stories that I'm interested in. And that's the reason why I've always been a bit apprehensive about them. But actually, you know, some dope musicals out there like Hamilton, there's some really dope musicals that have got people that, re- you know, who come from my community that I'm like, yo, that's the sort of music that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. 
how about I make one of them? So I'm on a little journey at the moment to see if I can get the rights for something that people probably will know. Mm-hmm. But um, essentially, it's a story that comes out of Jamaica that I'd love to that I'd love to kind of put on. So that's I guess over the next eighteen months I'll be working towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a play in October thirty first. We open. It's called Unknown Rivers. Yeah, I'll be there for sure. That opens up And then um, I've got another play Which is so important I mean all of those plays Are important But this play is really Important and special I'm working with um, um, The artist director Of Shepherd's Bush Theatre Of Bush Theatre um, Lynette Linton We're working on a play Called Level Up With Malachi Kirby um, He's a brilliant actor And this is his debut play But he's come to us And he said Look There's something I want to do About youth violence mm-hmm. Youth culture And um and like youth <coughs> celebration mm-hmm. That's how it is So you put it So we had a little forum We sat down with youth workers Truckers People from all different types of backgrounds mm-hmm. We just talked about You know The issue of youth Violence And so on and so forth And out of this we, we, we kind of Came together And came up with this thing Called Level Up Which is a play Essentially about A young person's life There will be real life Young people From those different backgrounds In the play mm. Part of the production part of the the making of the thing and um yeah we, we kind of tied it up with a concept of like gaming so hopefully we'll com- we'll finish that script by the end of the year and then um that goes on uh june 2020 let us know man yeah man for sure you lot are all invite i'm saying that now you lot yeah, invite yeah, come press night we'll be there. can be part of it um yeah, so that's that's what's up in the pipeline. I l- I'd love to get back into filming as well. Um, I've got a concept for a, 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 a kind of music video. So I start off small again, but I've got a concept for a music video for a friend of mine. But I'd love to get back into film. I'm, I'm working with a production company at the moment, but it's more kind of dramaturgical stuff, which is like working on the script and, and kind of pulling the story out of um, the show that's already there. I mean, just a moment ago, you was talking about, I guess, um, I don't know, something that made it sparked an idea in terms of having a play and it's relevant. And what came to mind was something that they was, I don't know if they're still doing it or it's been shelved, but um, doing like a hip hop song and making it into a play. I know Irv Gotti was doing it called Tales, but like possibly doing something that's over here in the UK, like... um, Certain tunes, I remember, uh, what's it on? I think it was on Dizzy's album. Mm. One of Dizzy's albums where he tells a bit of a story, um, Blue. I can't remember mm. what the song was called, but in terms of turning something like that, yeah, something UK-driven into a play that's like basically based around a song, but flushed out into a theatre production, would that be something that you would consider doing? Definitely. I'm working on something at the moment called Grime Boy, mm-hmm. which is a man, you know, a, a man from Bram called Casey Bailey, um, who grew up in Bram, was part of the grime scene up there. He's made a couple of songs and now he's turned that into a piece. Mm-hmm. So it will feature loads of grime. Um, you all know Shiro's story, yeah. Rap Man's done his thing and turned that into <coughs> the blue story as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure he was talking about at some point, like turning some of his, um, some of his songs into into a theatre production. Mm-hmm. So it's it's happening, it's happening in small spurts, you know, like I went to go see something called the, the Canary and the Crow, which was a man, uh, which was a, a man's experience of going to a posh school. 
or going to a yeah going to a private school, but coming from South London, like you know the in, inner South London mm-hmm. kind of the hood, mm-hmm. and so he mixes with classical music and hip hop. Okay, which is you know the two things that he was that he basically is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's happening. It's happening in small in kind of small spurts. Before it, I don't know when it will become a big big thing, but hopefully very soon, man. Cool. But I'm yeah I'm always interested in those things and kind of bridging the gap between our music and wider society yeah 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 and and theater and musicals and those big kind of monsters of the shows mm-hmm. yeah uh any more questions before i ask the last three um no no i don't have any more questions not from me man all right well what we do on um fully booked meets we ask i tend to ask three last questions then yeah. we we wrap it up so the first one would be um what are the three top values that you bring to your business or where you work kindness man Kindness is always at the top there because I think that just opens doors and allows people to, to understand you and know who you are. I think openness is so super important and um and a hard work ethic. Those cool. are the values that, you know, hopefully will, will keep me um pushing and moving on in my career. Cool. Um second question. If you had three realistic wishes, what would they be? Wow. Three realistic wishes. Mm-hmm. Um uh, for some sort of pluralism in this country, man, and around the world, so people that kind of accept each other for who they are, and can get on board with that and allow that to just be. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not asking for people to love each other. Although that would be great, mm-hmm. but kind of some sort of some sort of pluralism across the across the world. Um. Um. Gosh. Where's the other two? Where's the other two fall into it? And I'm just thinking more selfishly. Uh, I would love for for me more personally just to have a space in a different country, mm-hmm. somewhere nice and warm that I can retire to. Mm-hmm. Never, whenever it gets too cold here, whenever it gets too tough, that just another space. And um, and the third, I guess, the third thing is. That all my people elevate, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love for that to happen across the globe as well, that we all elevate. Mm-hmm. We can all elevate. Yeah, I love that. I yeah. Love that. I guess the last question being, uh, what three books could you not live without? Wow. So I've said two of them already, actually. So, um, uh, The Chimp Paradox is Alchemist. something that's really important. The Alchemist is the next one. And the other one is... Um, Oh gosh, it's completely um Chinue and Chebi. Um Oh gosh. Not the Celestine prophecy. Nah. I've just said that there was a Savannah, but it's the one before that. Um Things Fall Apart. Okay. That book there. Yeah. Things Fall Apart. Yo, I can't live without that book, man. Cool. That book there. Yeah, special. Well you heard it, you heard it. You heard Thank the three books, man. Um just let the people and the viewers and the listeners know where they can reach you out, Dan. Where Yo, you can you hit me on the socials, um, on Instagram, it's Daniel Bailey, all one word. Um, on Twitter, it's Daniel L. Bailey. L is my middle name. Um, and you can find me on Facebook, Daniel Bailey. Mm-hmm. Come find me in person at the bush. I'm always there. If I'm not there, I'm at Birmingham Rep. So I'm always about, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just one last time, just let them know what's coming out, what's releasing soon for them to go and see of yours. 
Yeah, Unknown Rivers at Hampstead Theatre downstairs. We've got that opens up on the 31st. We've got Level Up that opens um, in June 2020 at the Bush. So yeah, come be part of the come be part of the movement. Come and get involved. Yeah, excellent, Cheer guys. Up, bro. Don't, coming. Guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. And thanks again. You've been listening and watching Fully Booked. Cheers. Cheers.